This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. August 11th, 1934, the first federal prisoners have arrived at Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. But you wouldn't have known it unless you worked for the Bureau of Prisons. The transfer of incorrigible prisoners to the escape-proof island fortress was shrouded in secrecy as a defense against giving underworld figures chances to organize an escape while their comrades were out there in the world. Part of that secrecy was a disinformation campaign. The Chronicle and other papers would dutifully report the comings and goings at Alcatraz going off of information given out by prison officials. It was usually sort of accurate, but not quite. On Tuesday the 14th, the paper reported that Attorney General Holmes Cummings was planning to visit the prison on Saturday the 18th as part of the final preparation for the transfer of prisoners, which had actually begun the previous Saturday. The Chronicle caught up on Thursday, the 16th, when it reported that 47 prisoners had already arrived, and their presence would give the Attorney General an idea of how Alcatraz was working as a functioning prison. You can see throughout the month of August how prison officials fed out misleading or slightly inaccurate information while the prisoners were in transit, and then they corrected it once they were safely behind bars on the rock. So those first 47 prisoners were really 14 new ones. There were already 32 military prisoners that the army had left behind when it handed Alcatraz over to the feds, plus a civilian prisoner who'd been brought in as a sort of a trial run. The 14 newcomers came from another island prison, McNeil Island, near Tacoma, Washington. They came by train, shackled to each other but not to the train, which would have violated prison bureau rules. They arrived in Oakland and were herded onto a barge, then marched into the yard under heavy guard. The warden wired the director of prisons. 14 crates furniture from McNeil, received in good condition, now installed. None of the 14 crates of furniture, or prisoners, were big names, at least not to us in this century, though people in 1934 might have recognized someone like Red Kerr, a notorious bank robber who'd pulled off a big post office heist in Sacramento. The Chronicle had reported in January that the prisoners who would be coming to Alcatraz included some of those big names, men like Al Capone and Pretty Boy Floyd, and sure enough, Capone was in the second batch, arriving from Atlanta on August 22nd. He was serving a 10-year sentence for income tax evasion. A story about a heavily guarded train moving west across Texas on the 20th quoted the attorney general saying that the only thing he could confirm was that Al Capone was not on that train. He was. Anybody gives you any trouble, anybody gives you back talk, you tell them, come see Al. They gotta see Al Capone. Capone's group was loaded onto barges not in Oakland, but in Tiburon, more out of the way. The guards successfully avoided any escape attempts, 
but not the newspaper boys who got word of Capone's arrival and chased the barge in chartered boats trying to get a picture. Over the next few weeks, trains arrived with more batches of prisoners from Lorton, Virginia and Leavenworth, Kansas. Machine Gun Kelly was there now, one of about 200 prisoners on the island. They got great views of the Golden Gate Bridge, the bay, and the city. The library and the food were notably good by prison standards, but it was harsh time. It was always cold. The prison was run with an iron fist, and you were locked up with the worst prisoners in the system. Wolf's coming at you. Is his handcuffed? Yes. Which one? He's right. Over the next 29 years, more than 1,500 inmates did time at Alcatraz. Mickey Cohen, Robert Stroud, the birdman of Alcatraz, who didn't have any birds there, but they made a movie about him that said he did. All right, come on, you little punk. Fly. What are you going to do when it comes time to go south for the winter? Walk all the way to Mexico? Whitey Bulger was a prisoner there from 1959 to 1962. After he was captured in 2011 after years on the lam, Bulger said that while Alcatraz was tough, he looked back on his time there with nostalgia. There were 14 reported escape attempts from Alcatraz. All but five of the 36 men who tried were either caught, shot to death, or they drowned. The other five are officially listed as missing and presumed drowned. Alcatraz closed in March of 1963. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. Some of the music in this episode was by Pedro Esparza. He's at youtube.com slash music by Pedro. We now return you to your century.